Look, you want to fight? Then you better bring it, motherfucker. Welcome to the GNA Podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where we are doped up on so much cold medicine that it's probably dangerous to be drinking beer right now. Wolf. You heard him. We got Blue Shark joining us this evening. How are you feeling, man? Uh, I'm all right, man. I'm a little tired, but I don't feel as shitty as you do. You, you sure? You're, you look about half left. <laughs> well, it's kind of hard when you uh, take it to the gun show every day. Jesus Christ. It, it's kind of hard when you're staring at him wearing an actual shirt that fits. <laughs> right? <laughs> you heard him. We got Zyra Blood, too. How you feeling, man? Um, I'm feeling all right. I got, a, I got a bit in me right now, so the day doesn't matter anymore because I got a bit in me. Did you get his name, or was his name a bit? <laughs> uh, well, he's in the middle here. His name's Blue Shark. I found out that... <laughs> He is actually 45. Uh, it, it's more of a link thing. <laughs> 45 is the gauge. <laughs> oh, shit. And we got Damoc joining us. How you feeling, Damoc? Uh, not sick, but yeah, hurting. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. And we are joined by the man, the myth, the legend potassium hydroxide how are you feeling man i'm doing much better recovering from this cold yeah i think somehow you gave it to me digitally <laughs> yeah, right I, i'm not sure how that actually works but that's what i'm going with uh you must have used nord vpn i did i used nord vpn and he used nord vpn and we crossed the streams and now now i'm sick well the most important part of the show what is everybody drinking so let's go around the room there. Uh, Co, what are you drinking, man? Well, I picked up an assortment of beers from Publix. And uh, the current one I'm on is a Black Butte Porter. And I'm 0 for 3 in all these beers so far. I'm, I'm not picking some good ones. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I really hoping you're going to find one good one in there, one diamond in the rough. Yeah. But I also got this uh, Oktoberfest Sierra Nevada. So maybe, maybe this would be different. We'll find out. I've always enjoyed them. That one's not too bad. Yeah? I had it uh, last weekend when I was in North Carolina. It's not great. It wasn't one that I truly was like, oh, I'm going to go out and buy a 12-pack of this. But uh, it was drinkable. All right. We'll have to find out. What's uh, drinkable for this kind of beer? What's drinkable? Uh, it was smooth enough to go down, but the alcohol content wasn't quite what I needed it to be. Yeah, I think this is like 5% or something. So what about you, Damoc? What are you drinking, man? Uh, it looks dark. It looks delicious. It is Dr. Pepper. (laughs) 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 So two of you is drinking cold medicine, just one's got it carbonated. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, whoa, whoa. It's going to go with these muscle relaxers. 
Oh. I, you know, I don't want to drink and take muscle relaxers, but I'm taking muscle relaxers tonight. I'm fucking hurting. Dude, you should take one right now. By the end of the show, you will not get up from that chair. No, don't yeah. take drug advice from me ever, please. Love of God, don't do that. I thought about it, and we'll see how long I can stay awake. <laughs> what about you, Zyver? What have you been drinking, man? Well, uh, tonight I am on my third, uh, I guess, pint of Left Hand Bruins uh, Milk Stout. So yeah, I, I, it is dark, it is delicious, and it's not Dr. Pepper. Nice. What about you, Blue? All right. So I am not drinking the $50 worldwide stout made by Dogfish Brewery because I can't afford that shit. <laughs> and 50 bucks for four bottles of beer is excessive. So instead, I am drinking the Lexington uh, Bourbon Barrel Aged Ale. I had this uh, back when I lived in Tampa. It's kind of a... Uh, it reminds me a little bit of an oatmeal stout uh, in that initial like taste. You get this kind of like this dark, uh, smooth flavor, and then it and then it kind of finishes out, and you get a little bit of that bourbon taste to it. And uh, I like this stuff. It's it's a little bit sweeter than uh, than a Yingling is, but it's definitely got that uh, nice complex flavor of uh, you know a beer and a uh, a liquor. Hmm. Yeah, I do love those bourbon barrel aged things. They're just, uh, they're yummy. I love the finish on them because they really just have a, a nice, nice smoky bourbony finish on them. Yeah, it's yeah. a, it's a really smart idea. You know, let's let's brew some beer and then let's throw it in an oak barrel. Hmm. So, you do not live anywhere near Dogfish Heads Brewery. Did you see the beer for sale? Because I have not. Uh, the worldwide stout, correct. It, yeah, it's um. So, Publix has been getting pretty good with uh, picking up their stuff. I guess their supplier has it, so they have got this option. And it's probably what Co did is you can buy like individual bottles instead of having to buy a full pack. Um, and they kind of they kept it like over in that section. And they've been having like 90 minute. I haven't seen 120. They had super grues. They had the sequent quelcher or something like that. But uh, I saw this one. It was like on the bottom shelf. It was next to like a premium dragon's milk. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the worldwide stout. Dark, rich, toasty. Uh, it's got like a lot of fucking barley in it apparently. But it's somewhere, I think it was around like $40, $50 for a four-pack. So you saw it at Publix? Yes. Babe, get my pants! <laughs> we need to find this. I will send people money. We need to find this. I would, I would point out that I went to Publix and I didn't see anything else other than uh, Dogfish Head's uh, was a 90-minute, 75, and a 60-minute. So 75. Yeah, like, fuck, 75 dude, I'm going to jump out right now and go down and buy it. Fuck you guys. Yeah, I don't yeah. see I don't see pants being brought to you. We we need this. We need this now. Yeah, I've, I'm already I wearing pants. This <laughs> this one gets the their stuff like cuz Total Wine has always had a great selection of dogfish head stuff. And I and you can get just like you can get Florida, you know, you can get the Florida local stuff, but you can also get the other stuff that comes from out of the states and like dogfish head. So, they've been stepping up their game. 
<clears throat> well, we, I got to find some of that because, man, I love me some dogfish head. I am not drinking dogfish head tonight, though. I am drinking a Firestone Walker Brewing Company. It's a West Coast-style IPA. It's called Union Jack. Uh, it's 7% by volume. It's pretty easy drinking. The coming cans, I'm actually showing the can right now. It's got a, uh, it looks like a, a bear fighting a, like a coat of arms lion on it with, you know, a bunch of, like a red star and, I don't know. The can, uh, uh, honestly, the can isn't exactly all that appealing. And unfortunately, neither is the beer. It's really a simple beer. It doesn't, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not citrusy at all. It honestly tastes more like a lager to me than it does an IPA. The only thing that really gives it any IPA flavor is the tail end. The tail end has got a little bit of bitterness to it, and that's it. You say it comes in cans, so would you say it likes anal? Yeah, just like Squirrely Dan does. All right. Allegedly. 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 Next segment of the show, State of Games. Stig Games is where we talk about what we've been playing for the past week, or we just pontificate about how we feel games are just in general. So, Stig Games, let's reverse that. Blue, what is your Stig Games there, guy? Hashtag crickets? No, I'm kidding. I've actually Bullshit. played Bullshit. I've seen you play games. <laughs> I've been playing a shit ton of Ghost Recon uh, Breakpoint. Um, they did fix... They got rid of that little weird thing where I would look into my... I would kind of like when I would hold my breath for those uh, precision sniper shots. Oh, yeah. Instead of it like zooming into like my scope or like the, the walls of my scope, it would actually zoom into the guy. Um, I haven't had any like falling through the map glitches. I've only had that happen to me once. Um, they... Uh, Apparently, they added some, they kind of took the controls and they made them, I guess, on PC more in line with the previous uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. But I'm playing on console, so I didn't really see any changes with those. Um, haven't gone into the uh, Ghost Wars, you know, their player versus player thing um, or mode, but. Uh, I'm really enjoying, like, it's, it's a good enough game where I can go in by myself. And I can get work done. Like, it's not like I always need someone to help me out. It's nice sometimes, but it's also detrimental. Because, excuse me, sometimes when you're trying to work on, like, the uh, the little, like, bounties for leveling up your skills, I think is what it's called. Uh, it's like a skill class. Like, they've got one for medic, uh, panther, which is, like, kind of like a sneaky assault guy and assault guy. Um, and then they've got one for a, uh, sharpshooter. I finished the sharpshooter one, but whenever I play with my buddy, he starts taking my kills. So it's, it's sometimes detrimental to have someone with you, but it's, it's fun playing with other people and you got, it's the lovely thing about it is no matter how repetitive the arena seems to be like with the base, it's always fun to figure out different ways to go in. And that's what I always like about it is you can just go in any way you want to you want to go in hot you want to go in stealthy you want to do something different this time and uh sniping is just so much fun in that game you should ask uh shadow fox about the detriments of having somebody else with you especially when you're on hardcore mode and you're on permadeath <laughs> and you invite well, a friend over to jump in with you and 
they happen to get you murdered because you don't have any other people there. <laughs> and Zyver's throwing those ones up to me because he knows I'm number one. Yeah, I, <laughs> I have no desire to do that because I feel like some of the the tasks that you need, like if you get spotted by that darn roving airplane, uh, Azrael, I think it's called, uh, it you lose all uh, special abilities like your drone. Your radar goes away, and then you gotta like visually like look around. And if you're by yourself, like avoiding those wolves is a bitch. And not only just them, but the little drones, and they're like twitchy, and they do this around the screen, and they shoot you. Very nice. Roll you, Zyber. What's your steady games there, man? Well, my steady games is uh, the Pokemon trading card game online thing. Um, been diving into that a bit. Uh, I did some uh, Eternal card game. Um, played a bit of uh, uh, what the fuck is the name of the game? Um, it was a Turbo Graphics game on the Switch. Uh, one second here. Um, fuck, I don't know what it is. But anyways, did a some Turbo Graphics retro game. Uh, been playing Dragon Warrior on the Switch, or. Dragon Quest, rather. Sorry. Um, I tried Warframe out a bit. I uh, haven't played that in forever. But hit Warframe. Um, that That's about it. Very nice. What about you, Ko? What's your city games there, man? Well, I've been playing some of that Kenshi that you had gotten me the other week. <laughs> and that's pretty fun. The little uh, RPG elements mixed with base building. Like settlement survival it's, it's a pretty good game and glitches uh, aside you know honestly those glitches are very minor i haven't had any game crashes in the game or anything like that so the fact that the game resyncs itself after my characters start walking out of the world i can live with that's not a big issue uh other games though uh, i picked up i didn't pick up i uh went back to divinity original sin 2 and that's pretty fun. Uh, didn't expect the difficulty curve to curve up so high when you only play with two players. Nice. What about you, Damoc? What's your state games there, man? Uh, it's been pretty lame. I decided to play the Pokemon online card game since I've spent about $400 buying all those damn cards for the kids and, you know, myself so I can have a nice deck. And then I went on and Zyber convinced me to download it and install it so i just started cashing in on the stacks and stacks of crap that i had said screw it uh and then i've really only been playing my phone game where i've been playing that fizz brewery management i finally beat it i beat it a second time on the new game plus and now i'm playing it a third time around but yeah i got 32 gigs of ram now yay instead of 16 it's much nicer i just haven't had a chance to sit down and play a game i feel you there yeah, my city games has been actually pretty lame. I got uh, I got super excited because I thought Outer Worlds was coming out today, but then Co had to just take my hopes and dreams and just crush them like a bug under his boot, and told me that today's the twenty second, not the twenty fourth. I'm like, fuck. All right. I was I was hoping you'd prove me wrong that it was actually <laughs> releasing early. Well, obviously that was not the case. Uh, what else have I been playing? I've been playing a bunch of Marvel Strike Force on my phone. 
Um, oh, I've been playing some Graveyard Keeper. I jumped back into that. That game's that game's silly fun. I really enjoy that. Carving up people, feeding them to the people at the bar, skinning them and making paper out of them. I mean, it's really like Stardew Valley, only a graveyard. That is a fun game. Yeah. Other than that, though, man, I really, I really have not played all that much. I have been playing way too much of the game of life and get my degree. I feel like I'm playing the game of life. You know, remember that board game, the game of life? Well, they made a, oh they yeah, made a computer game out of it forever ago. Me and my wife used to play it all the time back at when I lived at my parents' house. And the two things that uh, that came from that that I will always remember is any time that you did something good, you would collect a life tile. And it would always sound like that. And it was so annoying. And at the beginning of the game, it would be, do you want to go to work or get your degree? And I feel like I'm getting my degree. I don't know. But what, what the fuck are you talking about here? I mean, you got, you got this whole side conversation going on. I don't even know what's going on. Yeah, we're talking about the errors that I made as a child with Pokemon cards. That I didn't listen to my dad. You're supposed to buy the packs and then take their errors and sell them for money. I never did that. Well, why the hell not? What'd you do with the rares? I kept them. And how much are they worth now? Do you, you know what? The original 150 probably ain't worth much. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised. Some of them could be worth quite a bit if they're first editions. Well, the original uh, release of the cards went at auction, I believe, for somewhere around 100 grand. You're talking but, about the complete 150 set, right? Yeah, that was the yeah. entire set. Yep. Yeah, I don't have the entire set. I've got bits and pieces here yeah. and there. Blue didn't collect them all, all right? No. He's not Ash. He didn't get them all. Dude, Ash needs to fucking age up and evolve some Pokemon and get fucking stronger. Uh, it or was, at least drop his balls. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It was a deal that he made with Oho when he got that feather. Come on. I'm so See, behind on the lore of that game. I have no idea what the fuck is being discussed. I know that one kid wanted to play Pokemon. So I bought her a starter deck and like five, <laughs> I got the, the little big starter decks. I bought yeah. one of those big ones and then I bought her five um, packs, other right? little packs, right? And then I needed a starter deck so she would have somebody to play with and five packs. And then the girlfriend needed a starter deck and five packs. And then I went and bought magic as well because the older one wanted to play magic so i bought those decks uh, starter decks and plus multiple packs and then the new pokemon stuff came out and so i went back and bought all new starter decks with even more packs to go with i've spent so much fucking money on these card games if i can sell some of these cards and get even a fraction of what i paid back i'd be so happy you can you got the if you got the good ones you can sell them but you bought starter packs and whatnot. Did you buy a booster box or anything? Not an entire booster box, about half of a booster box. Now you might be able to get something. That is where I went completely wrong. Because back when, you guys probably don't know this one, but do you ever hear of Marvel versus? It was Marvel DC versus? Yes. Yeah. No, I'm too young. So I bought a metric ton of those cards probably i mean i've got two the ones i have left i have two 1000 card boxes and they're both full and that's what i have left that's how many cards i bought didn't you put a little deck together for me at one I point did. I, I thought so yeah 
people would stop by and they'd be like, I'd be like, hey, you want to play some verses? They'd be like, sure. I'd be like, all right, what do you want to play? Like, just name name a character. And they'd name a character. And that's what I did with you, Zabber. You just named a character. I forget what character you named, but I was like, all right, hold on. And I literally threw, yep, and I threw together a Brotherhood deck and slapped it on your hand. I'm like, here you go. It's a fun game. It's just, it died off real quick. Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! I, I don't know if that's still alive, but my little cousin got into it that is. probably. Okay, well, he got into it like four or five years after the cards came to the U.S. And um, we uh, he wanted to give me cards like five years after I had stopped playing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he made me a little deck and I thought that was great. He's an awesome little dude. Well, he's not so little anymore, but you know. Yeah, I, I never, I, you know, that's my one problem is that I know it's always about making the littlest deck you possibly can so you can get to your cards, but I'm all about big decks. I like a big deck. I like sitting there and gripping a big deck in my hand, knowing that I've got a big deck in my hand. Yeah, he likes a big deck in his mouth, too. You know, every now and then, just so that I would like, I'd feel it, I'd take that big deck, I would put it in my mouth. You, you know, I, I thought that that game had rules on the, the size of the deck. I'm about to introduce you to com- to the commander, where you can handle all the big decks you want. Oh, I, I need to I need to talk to the commander. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's the thing, though. He never had a big deck in his pocket. Never, never. ever had a big deck nope. in his pocket. Nope. It's always in my hand. Never in my you, pocket. You don't stick that shit in your fucking pocket. That's how you mess up the cards. Sounds like you need some supplements for your deck. Well, I mean, honestly... Like I found out that the you know having having a big deck in Canada was illegal, so I went there. I had to smuggle it. It's crazy. Yeah, he had to put that big deck in his ass. I did. It was uncomfortable, but I did it. I did it because I wanted to play with that big deck in Canada. <laughs> okay, before we like, I think we've just gone completely off the reservations. No, 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 no. So, so, so this whole shit that we were talking like last week about how oh blue sharks come on the show, blue sharks ruined all the dick jokes. We've gotten <laughs> how many dick jokes in this show? <laughs> Suck it, people! And I participated in that shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next segment on the news. Uh, news is actually pretty simple. We just go through our, uh, our news feeds in the discord and we just see what the hell's in there. Um, actually with the, I think I went, I scrolled too far. Here we go. Alrighty. Riot seven new games are de- declared, uh, riots. Seven new games are a declaration of war on blizzard. Did you see the, did, did anybody get a chance to read it? Nope. Negative ghost rider. Daymok. No, uh, I glanced over it, but yeah, I mean, nothing exciting for me. I don't like any of this shit they're doing. So one of the things that they're doing, and this is one of the things I thought was funny, is they, they are literally releasing games that are almost directly attacking what Blizzard does. Like they've got a card game that they've got. Now, when I say releasing... It's not like they're going to be releasing them tomorrow. It's not like they're, you know, it's not like they're going, oh, we're going to get them out by the holiday season. No, they're they're talking about getting them out, you know, in the next year or a couple of years type of thing. But they've got, uh, they've got a card game coming out. They've got, uh, uh, there's a working that that actually is a working mobile phone game as well. So they're spreading into that market. There's a whole bunch of games that they're coming out with that are is literally like 
you take a look at him. I think they even got like an Overwatch style game coming out, and it was just, it was it was almost blatant on how these games that they're coming out with were just a super like the like if you took a look at Blizzard's lineup and you took a look at these seven games that they were coming out with, you would swear that they were identical. Yeah, but you don't really have to try too hard against Blizzard's games. I mean, they they've got Overwatch, they have World of Warcraft. They got StarCraft 2, which was released how long ago? And they got Diablo 3, which was released how long ago? Woo Diablo. I mean, they, they canned another project, another StarCraft project, just, uh, I think, earlier this year. And they're so... What, what's the future of Blizzard? Like, what are they competing against other than old titles that are slowly but surely dropping in numbers? Well, the one thing I can say that about Blizzard games is... I cannot think of a Blizzard game that didn't have a high level of polish. I'm not saying it was completely void of bugs, but typically when you buy a Blizzard game, you're getting a fairly high level of polish on a game. Yeah, true. Uh, I'll give you that. That that's one thing that I got to give Blizzard. You know, no matter how much how much shit I give them because I mean, I still haven't figured out how the hell Overwatch is so popular, but it is. And more power to them, but you know, their game—not all of their games are are super appealing to me. And I'm just one gamer, but I have to admit, every game I've ever played from Blizzard, going back to even the original Diablo, has always been extremely polished. So, I'm looking at what they're launching, and sure, they're going to launch an FPS that isn't named yet. It's Counter-Strike meets Overwatch. They're releasing an action RPG which isn't named yet. The only thing that is named is Legends of Runeterra, which is just another Hearthstone-like game. And Valve already has one and learned a very hard lesson. Blizzard owns the market on that. Just leave it the fuck alone. Actually, MTG owns the market on those kind of games. Mm. I don't know. Hearthstone is still making Blizzard ridiculous amounts of money right now. Mm, MTG is is number one, and when it comes to TCGs, I guess technically it's not a, t- a TCG; they're CCGs. So, I guess digitally they might be better, but typically, MTGs where's that? So I've been playing the Magic the Gathering Arena. Um, I was playing that a lot, actually, and really enjoying it. But it is still so ridiculously buggy and has massive issues and disconnects, screen glitches, card glitches that don't do what they're supposed to do directly. I mean, it's bad. It's fun to play if you're going around and you're just screwing around with some cards and having fun. But if you're trying to play it competitively, it's worthless. On the other hand, Hearthstone is up and polished and doing great for the competitive stuff that I have seen, but I never played it hardcore. I want to point you towards one YouTuber, Disguised Toast, and he breaks the crap out of Hearthstone in every conceivable way. He can sit there and softwalk your game, so you have to leave during a ranked match because of card combinations. Yeah, um, I haven't really played too much of Hearthstone, but I agree with Daymok. Ever since the last like couple of updates for Magic uh, the Gathering Online, it's been busted. Very, very busted. 
Yeah, but I I also have to agree with Damoc is that Hearthstone is I mean again just it's Blizzard game it's very well polished every I can't think of a Hearthstone game that I've played now granted you've got a YouTuber who's busted the hell out of it okay that's fine but I can't think of a, of an experience I've had with Hearthstone where it was a negative experience other than me just getting my ass stomped it's in personal experiences. I also haven't had that experience with MTG Arena or, I mean, in Hearthstone either. Like, I haven't had any firsthand experiences with any crashes uh, playing either of those games. Hmm. Yeah, I just, I loved playing the MTG Arena and it was a lot of fun. Me and Zyber were playing it for a couple weeks. It was a lot of fun. I was playing against randoms, but it updated and then there was massive disconnect problems in the middle of games. And then I was like, okay, the next update came and they're like, oh, we patched that part. We fixed this and we fixed that. And then it was the card would come up and then wouldn't do anything. It would freeze on screen for 20 minutes and then finally play and it had no effect. And it, uh, Not all games. Like I said, it was fun if we were just screwing around on it and like, oh, okay, stupid things fucking broken. But if you're taking it seriously, yeah. Yeah, like when you go into a tournament and it just drops you. Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> and you try to get back in and you can't get back in and then it fucking puts a ding on you. That's what I hate. That's what I hate when you get like the disconnect and it gives you a ding like, oh, you disconnected and you're going to be penalized. It's like, no, dude, I didn't disconnect on purpose. The game just decided to fritz. Now I'll say that MTG is far more complex to memorize than... Hearthstone would ever be. Uh, there's so many more oh, mechanics to to think about. And my question is, the cards you were using during your experience that did nothing, uh, that you said are a bug, were they actually bugs or did you misunderstand the card effect and they only did something during the actual effect, uh, during the specific requirements? All right, so... Uh of my own stupidity, I have fucked up on multiple things with the different card effects uh, several times because I'm not a hardcore player. Uh, but I use the same deck and I would use the exact same things and I read the cards and it was a glitch that was only once in a while that would happen. And what would happen is the card would come up like you selected it and then it would just freeze on the screen for 20 minutes and then it would slap down and then it would continue the game, but none of what it was supposed to do happened. Uh, it was a weird, like, lag glitch, and maybe the game thought it did what it was. I don't know. But I have fucked up not knowing what the things have done before. But this time I've been using the same deck. I don't, I don't know. There's too much in that game. It is very, very complex. It is way better than Hearthstone and complexis Complexicity? Complex complexity? Man, it's so very much about the deck this uh, this episode. <laughs> very much so. Yeah, I mean, it definitely has the complexity, but I can see why the Blizzard does do polish on their on their titles. I, I will give them that, and uh, it's something I wish they would be able to do that and release new ideas, and new products, um, rather than between five and six years apart, yeah, we get like a new World of Warcraft expansion every three to four years, but when was the last title, like full release? Was was it Overwatch? Was the last new game? No, dude. Uh, Diablo Mobile. That's not released yet. We don't talk about that. 
we don't talk about that and and, and goddamn you for even mentioning that all right next article sorry it's in the article ah uh, like this one i don't you don't actually have to even read the article to just face palm but uh a dude spent $150,000 in microtransactions. On what game? Uh, Transformers. Yeah, the Transformers game. Like, the game's fun, don't get me wrong. But $150,000? Waste of his fucking time. How, my question is, how much does this dude make? I mean, he probably didn't drop that all at once. But he probably did drop it all you know, in a relatively short period of time. Is that that strategy Transformers game? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a weird strategy. Tra- it's it's a fun okay, it's a fun game. Don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of fun games out there. I'm not dropping one hundred and fifty thousand dollars on it. MS Bob and uh, I know two of you know who he is. He talked about playing it constantly, and like I think he would have fit perfectly into that category in terms of. Spending too much money on this kind of video games. Man, I really hope it wasn't him. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was a. Uh, it even says where he was. It was like an. Aust- it was like a British guy, I think. That's well, insane. Doesn't matter. Anyways, well, like, there's two of them. There's a uh, one spent sixty two thousand dollars, and that's the guy. But that was on RuneScape. Mm, I guess yeah. the microtransactions on RuneScape, and then the dude spent the 150s from Australia. And this is right where they're coming out, and everybody's debating whether or not loot boxes are even legal. There's nothing in RuneScape that you would spend that much money. Well, obviously, you're wrong. Okay. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Somehow, he managed to, because there it is. Because you could spend a fraction of that. You could probably spend, and I wouldn't recommend doing it, you could probably spend like two to three grand, which is like one twenty, one twentieth of the amount of money spent on RuneScape that, that that guy did, and and still max out your character with the best gear possible. Uh, so that's insane to see to hear that much money was spent. Yeah, like I, I, I've heard of people spending thousands of dollars a month on games like you know, remember Mobile Strike? You know, I've I've heard of people spending thousands of dollars a month on games like that, but I don't think anybody that I've talked to has racked up one hundred and fifty thousand dollars on one game. Like that's my thing is how lonely is this guy to just like dump that kind of money into a game? I mean, this guy must be utterly lonely as fucking hell. Dude, I, mean, if I you guarantee need a friend. Give GNA a call. Dude, I guarantee you, his penis probably looks like a shriveled up banana on the vine for how much he just beats it because that's all he has time to do. That's all he does. Yeah, this is going back to when I was playing Arcade, and there was a member in our guild who was spending five thousand a month on that game, and I'm just like, how do you spend that? A- amount of money on a video game in general it's it's just insane yeah that's like that's that's tapping into that's tapping into i don't know whether it be a, a mental disorder or or maybe just you know a lack of social interaction and maybe that's just speaking to volumes to the, how the world is now just the lack of social interaction dude go outside talk to another human being if you're spending $150,000 on a game Dude, you probably you, you could invest that in hand lotion and be better off in life. 
Well, I mean, I think I talked about it last episode, or maybe it was the episode before, where I had a buddy, Todd, when we were in Iraq, that was playing Puzzle Pirates and dumping thousands of dollars a month into Puzzle Pirates, and he didn't even own the clan that he was in. Once he was tapped out, they kicked him out. Yeah, here I you know, and, and I've heard shit like that before, and it just, I don't know, it just blows my mind. Just seriously blows my mind. I don't know, if, if you ever hear, like, I don't think you ever will, but if you ever hear me going, oh yeah, I'm totally spending money on this game for whatever, Luke, just, just drag me outside by my cock, nail it to the ground, and just dump gasoline on me and hand me a lighter. Just be like, dude, it's time. Well, I mean, I've spent money on mobile games. I've, I've spent, you know, so any money that I've spent on a mobile game, I've gotten through that Google Rewards thing. I think probably out of pocket, I may have spent three bucks on a mobile game. Because, you know, you, it's like, oh, you can get this for $5.99. I got $5 or $5.50 in, in uh, you know, Google Cash. So I'm like, oh, just fuck it. That reminds me, I have to use my Google Cash. Yeah, you do. Yeah, dude. That's, uh, once you introduce me to that, uh, I've gotten like $40 or so. And I mean, I'm down to like 15 bucks left. It's like, oh, look, it's a 99 cent add-on for this game that I was playing. Cool. I'll use the free money that I got. Like, who the fuck cares? It's all linked. I think out of that, out of pocket, I've probably spent maybe 10 to $15 total on mobile game stuff. But, yeah, it, it was buying a couple games. Yeah, I, well, I mean, okay, so let me let me let me backtrack here. Let me cough my foot back up. Like, if you that's what you want to do, if you want to spend money on a game and you want to support them like that, and you want to get the microtransactions, if you want to pay to win, whatever, it's your bag. I, I'm no, I'm gonna judge you. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna judge you. I'm, I'm gonna judge you. But hey, if that's what you want to do, go ahead and fucking do it. I mean, it's honestly, in my opinion. It's slightly better than going out and buying, like, a whole shit ton of heroin and cocaine. So, if that's what you're going to spend your money on, hey, you know what? It could be spent on heroin and cocaine, so I'm okay with it on that aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Be Charlie Sheen if you want to. Yeah. I don't know. I never play any of the mobile games competitively. I don't download a single competitive mobile game. I just do it for, like, little shit here and there. Mostly the little... 99 cent DLC expansions. Yeah, those are cool. I mean, they're they're just they're I don't know. Anyway, next next article. Jayrock, uh, you posted this. This one, I actually have some questions about. So there's tons of questions. Steam is now letting you play local multiplayer games with friends over their. Uh, they've got a new beta experience on it. Now, I'm interested in this because when you say local multiplayer. I'm having trouble thinking of a game that doesn't have, like, if it has multiplayer, it's not, you know. Uh, Cuphead. Cuphead is only piece, like, you can't play with someone on your end and say, you load it up, I can't play with you. But now with their thing, we can play together. Cecil missed uh, a very key sentence in the entire article, and I'm waiting for him to find it. Oh, shit. No, I, I, I skimmed it, so you're waiting a long time. <coughs> it's completely cross-platform. Oh, what? 
The technology is also cross-platform, so you can stream a game running Windows 10 machine to a friend who are using Mac or Linux and potentially console in the upcoming. They're also doing Android and iOS uh, support for it. And if you own the game and I don't, we can do this way. This um, this local, you know, play, and you can host the game so I can play it, even though I don't own it. So this uh, this addition they're doing is essentially uh, I don't know if you know the old software Log Me and Hamachi. Yeah, I loved Hamachi. So they're just implementing Hamachi into Steam. They're implementing it into Steam and then making it as cross-platform as they can at the moment and it is of course it's a beta feature you have to have the beta client and all of that but yes it's like hamachi so you can play old games that only had that local multiplayer and now you can play them online with friends with the ease of using steam um, so one thing that this made me think of was that project that google's working on uh then i can't remember what it's called but it totally made me think of that being able to play like across the board, any like system console kind of thing with your friends. It's called Stadia. Yeah. Google Stadia. Yeah, but that's that's not like across the board. That's just it's basically like renting a high end PC. I know, but like, uh, the the premise of it was still like you could play games with anyone. So how are they going to make it work with all the games? Is it just going to work like are they going to have to have developers jump on this to allow it to be supported? You know, or is it just going to work out the box with this? It's new not going to work out the box. The right. developers have to choose whether or not to opt in and out, and then they can choose at any time to leave it. So right now they have a list of games, and it includes things like Rocket League, um, Black Ops. Uh, fuck, what else? So, Cuphead. yes, out of the box, it supports 4,266 games currently. And that is directly from Steam and Valve saying it. It's straight out of the box starting day one when they launched it. Uh, what they will have is something that they can work with developers on older games, but pretty much anything new, and they're trying to retrofit it into some of... The older games automatically just using the Steam client without having the developers get involved at all. But as of right now, Valve was quoted saying thousands of games. You can click the link. It takes you to them that are all compatible. Uh, the, re the result came up as 4,266 games, Rocket League being number one at the very top. So that's about, what, 35% of their library, I think, give or take. I mean, that's good. I, I like the, the direction they're going. Definitely, he's going to revitalize a lot of the games uh, from the past and whatnot that people can't play multiplayer without using uh, applications like Hamachi or jerry-rigging it somehow. It's an interesting feature. I, I'm interested in it. I'm just trying to, like, the cross-platform thing has got me interested, especially if it goes over console. But other than that, I'm not sure how I would use it. Like, I'm just focusing on me. I'm not sure how I would use it. I'm curious how they're going to get console uh, vendors in, in line with this. You know, how are we going to get Xbox to support this or, or the, you know, Sony? Well, Xbox has been up with the cross-platform on certain games. Um, and they also have been wanting to do cross-platform with different consoles like PlayStation. 
So I think Microsoft will try to jump in on it. The problem is, is when you play games like shooters, you're going to have an advantage as a PC uh, player versus a console player. Yeah, but there's a lot of console games that you can play with a keyboard and mouse. And console players hate when you play against a person with a keyboard and mouse. Also, on a, on a side thing, though, something that I saw in, I think it was Destiny, when it was, if you used a controller, you had auto-aim. When you didn't use a controller, when you used a keyboard and mouse, it didn't give you auto-aim. Yeah, so what you would do is playing on PC, I always made sure that I had my 360 controller plugged in. So even with keyboard and mouse, it gave me auto-aim. Yeah, they fixed that, though. Yeah, not when I was playing. Oh, no, yeah. not when you were playing. But you no more don't play anymore. Anyway, uh, I, I'm interested in it. I'm, I want to see where it goes. I, I don't know that I would utilize it, though. That's, that's my problem. I don't think I would utilize it. No, I don't remember the games that I was using Hamachi to play anyways. Maybe older Command and Conquer games or older RTS games that only had the, like, you know, the online services dead. You cannot play them online anymore because what the Westwood Studios online thing is obviously long dead. But, and they still had a local multiplayer that you could do. So we used Hamachi to play that, but I don't remember any of the other games. I just thought it was a really neat feature and neat article. No, agreed. I think it's actually really neat. And I want to see where they go with it. See, everybody gives Steam a sh- like shit. And if you, again, we went over this last episode where 30% seems to be kind of across the board, the, the universal acceptable, you know, accepted rate. Um, so they give, they give Steam a lot of shit. And you know what? I, I'm still interested in Steam getting some competition only because I know competition will breed innovation. And it's things like this where I really look at Steam and say, shit, Steam is really trying to do some shit. And I'm not saying that Epic can't. I'm not saying that Ubisoft's launcher can't. I hope that they can. I, I hope that they bring, I hope that they step the bar up and they bring out something that Steam doesn't have. And Steam's like, oh shit, we got to implement that. And they're scrambling. Um, but it's shit like this that really makes me makes me super interested to see what Steam's going to bring coming down the pipe. <laughs> Fuck you, Valve. I'll come nice. down your pipe. Uh, anywho, uh, next, next article. We actually didn't get this on last episode, so we're going to talk about this episode. Ryan Reynolds visits Marvel Studios HQ. Hmm. Now, we've had like a week to work on this. Detective Pikachu 2. We've had a week to kind of really ponder this and, and really formulate on this. So I hope everybody read the article. Yes? Detective Pikachu 2. <laughs> I still have to see that. Deadpool Pikachu 2. No, you don't need to see it, dude. We put it on and the kids were all excited for it and like 10 minutes in I was fucking passed out on the couch. No beer involved. Yeah, but we've already de- we've already determined that your choice of movies and my choice of movies differs slightly and that's okay yeah like my choice is superior and you like dumb shit like fucking what rocky horror picture show yes but i love amazing stuff like poultry geist now i am really hoping somebody heard you say that and they are cursing your name right now like right this second uh okay you can email it. him at daymock.net <laughs> now, isn't it daymock blows at daymock.net yeah, it's some... blow me at daymocksucks.net. Danemock S-U-X dot net. 
Oh, shit. Um, anyways, Ryan Reynolds outside of Marvel Studios. So this gives a huge amount of hope that Ryan Reynolds is going to make their way into the Marvel into the Marvel Universe. Now, bef- actually, you know what? This is actually going to sidetrack me. Did you guys read what, like, uh, what the fuck's his name? Corsese or whatever the fuck is fuck it is. They were um, they were saying about the 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 Marvel films. Did you guys did you guys read those? No, what did they say? So I forget who it was said at first, but one of the guys said that the you know the, the superhero movies are not cinema, that they're they're kind of polluting the 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 world of cinema. You know, that they're a theme park, I think is how he described it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I saw the um, Robert Downey Jr. interview on uh, the whole Scorsese comment and how, like, Downey got really deflated and pissed off about it. Well, I thought James Gunn had a really, really great response to it because it was it was it was one guy and then another guy said, you know, well, he didn't say that they're deplorable. I'll say that they're deplorable because they are. And I'm like, dude. And then James Gunn. Did, did, did any of you read James Gunn's tweet about it? So it was so eloquently put. And I'm, I'm going to paraphrase because I'm going to fuck it up if I try to like remember it. But he basically said, you know, when, when Westerns came out, people said that Westerns weren't cinema, that they were, they were, they were terrible and deplorable. You know, when, when movies about gangsters came out, that that was the same thing. They were deplorable when they came out, but now those movies are classics, you know, not any, and he even kind of gives a little jab and saying that, you know, not everybody gets the way movies are going, not even geniuses, that type of thing. Now, again, I'm paraphrasing and I'm fucking it up horribly, but James Gunn, I thought really came back and, and tongue in cheek said, fuck you without saying fuck you i mean it's it's any other form of art it's, it's subjective whether you don't like one genre or another uh that's your opinion but it's no different than a western or an adventure movie or sci-fi or horror or so on and so forth they, these aren't any lesser than any other movie well that's what that's what james gunn was saying is like you know the westerns when they came out at the time they were viewed as as not cinema you know, then then the gangster right. movies came out and they were viewed as not cinema. Now those movies are coveted. It just kind of goes to Scorsese is uh, talking out his ass. Yeah, it you know it was, I don't know, it was disappointing because I, I I've watched I've watched movies by them and I've always I've always felt good about watching. It's like it's like the new Joker movie that came out. So it's not for everybody, and I get that, but it's. It's a telling of so like the the Joker has always been a side character. <laughs> um, the Joker has always been a you know he's always been a um, he's always been a supporting character I should say. So doing a, a a solo movie on a strictly supporting character is tough. You know it's like where the hell do you go with that? And I and I honestly think that Joaquin Phoenix did a great job at at telling a. a a supporting character story and, and making it, you know, it's, it's not, it's not in the same vein as everything else, but I thought it was, I thought it was a good attempt. Not great, but a good attempt. What do you guys, Zyber? You asked, uh, where do you go with that? You go to a buddy booth with $250 and have a good time. What about you, Co? What do you got? 
I'm going to say they had a tough job writing a story based off of a character who has a very mysterious background, who doesn't really have a a beginning in most of his stories. He's just kind of a character who has shown up and caused anarchy. Well, yeah, he's but the Joker has always been a supporting character. He's never been he's never been the center of the story, per se. Now, I say that that there's probably are there's probably comic books out there where he's. You know, the story is about him, but he's never, he's never really been the main character. He's always been a supporting character to Batman. Batman the White Knight. Oh, was he like the main character in that? Oh, okay. What do you got? What do you got, Blue? I mean, Scorsese's comment, everyone's got an opinion. Everyone's got an asshole. Some of them stink. Some of them don't. Um, I mean, Scorsese makes good movies. Not going to say the guy doesn't, but you know what? Movies are an entertainment. If you think this is a Picasso painting, I think you're, you're stuffing your collar just a little too much there, bud. Um, and if it entertains people, then it does what it needs to do. So Westerns entertain people. Gangster movies entertain people. These action Marvel comic book movies, they entertain people. So, Scorsese, you entertain people, you do it with your own flair and your own panache, but at the same time, so do the people who make these Marvel movies. Yeah. So, screw it. I think it just boils down to uh, people have different opinion of what cinema is. It's kind of like when, it's kind of like when, you know, you had the theater and then you had the the moving picture come out. Well, everybody shuns the moving picture because it's not theater. And then everybody kind of got in and said, oh, well, we can still make art with the moving picture. So, you know, I think it's just, I really think it's just that. Who the fuck is Corsese and why is he so important? (laughs) You don't know who Martin Scorsese is? No fucking clue. Really? You've never seen... A single one of his movies. I might, dude. I've seen a shit ton of movies, but Taxi no, Driver, Goodfellas. No, uh, he's Good actually. Fellas. So the one thing that I did remember out of the thing is uh, he's got, and I'm trying to look up the name of it. He's got a new movie coming out, and it's I forgot the name of it. And that's what I'm trying to look up right now. The Irishman. The Irishman. Thank you. Yeah, right there. The Irishman. Jesus Christ! Scroll down. Um, mm-hmm. But he's he's made he's made a lot of. I mean, he's made some great films. That's why I was really disappointed when his comments came out of, like, just really shitting on the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. How the fuck do you spell his name? Uh, It is Sigma, uh, Charlie, Overlord, Romeo, Sigma, Echo, Sigma, Echo. Who in the fuck taught you the phonetic alphabet? I screw up on it sometimes. I know it's Sierra, not Sigma. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you're like Sigma. I'm like, what the fuck are you going on about? Yeah, and I, I sometimes mix up the current NATO phonetic alphabet with the World War II phonetic I, I alphabet. I thought I was fucking Mega Man fighting off, like, a you know Dr. Wiley over yeah, here. Yeah, but he, he did, like, Casino. He did uh, the Wolf of Wall Street to go with something, you know, more like... I, I just uh, remember current. Goodfellas. Like, that's the... That's Goodfellas and the Taxi Driver. That's the one I remember from him the most. I mean, to to really put it this way, he hasn't made some really big films since like the 1990s. Like those are the biggest films where he comes from. 
I don't know. Dude, taxi yeah. Taxi Driver was pretty like that's a cult classic. Yeah, I mean he's okay from 1976. Well, yeah. Well, I'm just saying like that was the 90s. <laughs> well, I'm just saying I was just referring to like oh. Goodfellas, but well, I just I just knew that the Taxi Driver wasn't in the 90s. That's all I remembered. I knew it was way older than that. I'm just saying that uh, he's kind of fallen out of the. The uh, the limelight, you know. Maybe he's just out of touch. I mean, it could quite possibly be that he's just simply out of touch with what the audience wants nowadays. Okay. Yeah, well, the guy's done fiction. He's also done documentaries. So he he kind of dabbles in in two different realms. But I mean, he's he has done good work. Yeah, I'm not I'm, I'm not dissing his work. I said as I said, I'm not I'm not down on. Scorsese per se, I'm just disappointed that he would come out with that kind of stance. It just it he's made such great films and he he is an accomplished director. You know, so it's it's not like his words come with weight and it's just one of those man that really that kind of sucks that he would be I I always viewed okay. I always viewed him as more of a uh a lover of the art, you know, a, 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 you know, like, a, 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 hey, make the movie, get it out there, just do it type of guy versus, a, oh, well, that's not art. You know, I, I guess that's just my view of him. Yeah. Hey, like the guy's art, but not the person. Movies. It sucks to meet your heroes. Yeah, it does. Anyways, next article. We got to we gotta start cranking through here. We're, we're over time like normal. Um, all right. This is freaking cool. So... They actually start figure like they've started making plasma guns. Like, they, granted, this plasma gun is the size of a room, but a computer was the size of a room too at one point in time. Yeah, but it's not a gun that shoots at you know like people. It's more for the whole fusion energy hunt. I don't know. They they said that they shot a pocket of mag of uh, of gas to heat for fusion. No, but they still shot it. I mean, how look. I, when somebody was sitting there with a freaking communication tower and they were like sending microwaves across so that they could communicate with people, I'm pretty sure they didn't think about it and go, huh, how is this going to work out? Let me cook my hot dogs on it. I'm sure they didn't think that at first, but then they realized they could cook their hot dogs. And isn't the, the hunt for the fusion, you know, the science of fusion kind of done with like, aren't they building the inner uh, tokamak? fusion reactor in France. Like, isn't it going to be finished in 2020 or 2025 or something like that? Well, goodbye France in 2025. <laughs> I mean, I see all kinds of little articles on here's how to make a quick little plasma gun. They're not making a fucking plasma gun. God damn it. Look at the fucking size of it. And they're not, that's not even what they're even after. They're not even trying to make it a weapon. They're, they are after the fusion porch portion they're not after actually making a plasma cannon or anything but the science is there no they're not out to do it they're not out to do it but again like yeah that thing's it even says right here um creates an electromagnetic force that launches the plasma out of the muzzle of a gun so they may not be aiming to do that and granted the thing is the size of a room but again computers were the size of a room at one point in time yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty interesting. I don't know. We'll just see. I mean, the, the whole like I, I remember playing. What was it? Uh, XCOM UFO Defense back in the nineties, 
And I know it's long before that, but that's where I was introduced to it. And you got a plasma rifle. And they had this whole, like, it literally was, it was probably a 20-page article about this plasma rifle, how it worked, how you stole it from the aliens, how you deconstructed it, and all this other shit. And I'm like, that is interesting. That is super interesting. And that, we've got anything even marginally close to that, is just in that same vein, very interesting. Uh, I'm having a really hard time with this. We talked about it at work. I know who posted it. And they're not... They call them 36 plasma guns around a spherical chamber, right? And they're, they will fire supersonic jets of ionized gas inwards towards a gas target that will become fusion fuel. So when they're calling them plasma guns, they are not... Plasma guns as in fucking Warhammer 40k and we're running around with fucking plasma cannons and fuck this, you're all going to die. This isn't something we're ever going to weaponize in the near future and even further future. Uh, near future. Article? Where's article? We need article. I know, we need article right now. Our, our, our resident physicist. Article, where are you, article? But no, just, just because it's not weaponized now. Come on, dude, they weaponize everything. They've weaponized fecal matter. The be-all, end-all is what they're already still working on. That's the railgun. Once that is a successful and miniaturized version, that's a be-all, end-all system. Dude, but if you could launch, if you could have a cartridge, like it's cartridgeless, it literally just launches gas at you and the gas can kill you. And it's limitless power. Yeah. Or you could drop a, a, a sphere. I mean, how freaking cool is that? Or you could drop a sphere on a town and it just turns to liquid. Isn't that called a neutron bomb? <laughs> Anywho. Railguns are the, the be-all, end-all if they can just figure them out properly. Nah, I'm going with plasma. I can see railguns being really interesting, though, but that still means that you have to have material to put into a railgun. You could feasibly make something that could compress the gases around Hold you. Hold on. Hold on. No. Does that mean that we might actually come to an age of lightsabers? Yes. They already disproved how that's going to work. Shh. And... Shh. Shut up. Amichio Kaku uh, says otherwise. Railguns. How about this? We'll compromise. Railgun lightsabers. There you go. <laughs> No, it's like, no, you cannot have a fucking plasma weapon like this. It is not, it's contained and shooting within itself. You cannot shoot it as an external projectile. There's no way to stabilize it outside of a fucking chain. No, railguns are the be all end all for the most part until they come up with something. That's the catch all though, for the most part until they figure it out. Right there, Uh right there. Yeah, if you can harness plasma, which you can't, by the way, and put it in a cartridge-type form, can't and then yet. fire it. No, no, cannot. Can't. It yet. doesn't. It it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Where's article? We need him. Stop triggering Daymok. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. He always triggers me. It's my turn. God damn it. No, 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 no. It's okay to trigger you. <laughs> no, it's not. If you superheat the gas around this cartridge, that makes a uh, contained, uh, like magnetic force around the plasma. You could launch it, right? Right. That's what it needs. It needs something to hold it. Magnetic field. All right, Magneto. 
All right, next article. Uh, this actually one is, is kind of ironic. Um, NordVPN confirms that it was hacked. NordVPN, who was supposed to anonymize you and make, sh- make sure that you're safe when you go on to those, you know, risque sites uh, or go across the pond because you want to get different Netflix for licensing reasons. Yeah, they got hacked. I'm okay with this because yeah. I don't use them, but. Oh, I love NordVPN. I've had them for years. I use it all the time. Well, I were I think us and the rest of the world are going to thank you for uh, for buying them a new TV. That's not what the hack was, but okay. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't in the U.S. It was in another place. So unless you were using the Netherlands servers, yeah, it just goes to show you, though, man. I mean, like nobody is safe. You know, anybody if anybody says your information is safe with us, they're lying. Because your information is not safe anywhere. Let's see. I'm pretty sure that I have lifetime coverage from uh, OPM after they got hacked. And, you know, being in the military with a clearance, uh, they got hacked multiple times. And I keep getting those notices. And I'm like, yeah, you have the lifetime security lock on your social now because we fucked up. But this shit is like home security. Even with something like that, if they want to get it, they'll someone will find a way. And... The only thing that your thing does is it helps reduce your liability and the headaches that you have to go through. With the same thing with NordVPN getting hacked or anything, you know, like if someone wants to get in, they're going to get in. There ain't nothing you can do about it. It's exactly what I say about locks or firewalls or whatever the hell you put in. It's all a deterrent. If somebody wants in, they're going to get in. No matter what you try to do to stop them, they're going to get in. There is nobody's foolproof. And let's not to forget that your your life lock or your identity theft protection, that's that's uh, reactive. So it's not going to stop it from hurting for the uh, period of time they have it. Yeah. Oh, it, it's uh, all they do is lock it. And I have to make that phone call, which I think every American just got access to last year when Trump signed whatever it was, where now you can call up and they have... 24 hours to lock your identification to where you have to call in to unlock it. That's all that OPM shit gave me. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I mean, meh. I guess that's all I gotta say about that. Meh. It happens. We're, we're reading more and more. I mean, hospitals getting hacked. Every, everybody's getting hacked. And I mean... Yeah, and the hack wasn't even that bad. I mean, if no. you actually read what happened, uh, they went into it They compromised a server that uh, NordVPN rents from a company, and the company had some, like, unsecured remote link server, and they got access to that, which allowed them to set up a single fake server that people could have potentially connected to, and some people might have connected to, but NordVPN runs a zero-log VPN service. They don't track anything there was nothing useful unless you got onto that one fucked up server and did some really shady shit that they were interested well that was a weird hard stop okay (laughs) uh last article is under what the fuck news and this i would sign up for in a heartbeat it's the world's scariest haunted house now i didn't get a chance to read it because you literally posted it well after we started the show um, but they'll give you $20,000 if you finish the tour. 
these kind of tours go way too far. I've seen, I think, about five or six uh, that are essentially like this. Any horror thing is going to go into the realm of torture and or bodily harm. It's it's not a haunted house at that point. So I'm allowed to bring in a 12 gauge shotgun when we go on this tour, right? No, no, you're paying. Oh. You're essentially giving them whatever their requirement is, so they can hurt you. Yeah, you know, screw that. You you know, if you get to hurt me, then I get to hurt you. Seems fair, right? Yeah, logically. <laughs> Absolutely. Come at me, bro. That's like A number one. If you subdue me, then fine. Fair game. But if yeah. I take you down, fine. Fair game. Yeah. But then again, if you're, if you're dumb enough to sign this waiver, then yeah. You, you, you know, you're dumb enough to sign the waiver. See, I've... I mean, it's 40 fucking pages long and you have to do a physical sport evaluation before you do it you have to get cleared with a background check you have to do an on-the-spot drug test as soon as you arrive there's a lot to it but it is 20 grand and yeah i watched the video and i don't see it as torture there's some they can grab you and put their hands on you and do a few weird things but uh, even when they're talking about water torture, that's a really shady spot where it's kind of really bad, especially in the United States when we got in trouble for waterboarding a whole bunch of people. So I don't think you can sign a waiver to get waterboarded right now. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, if you if they were to waterboard you, you could go into a panic attack. And, and that's a psychological thing sometimes. That's not a health thing. So are they doing a psyche valve for this? Yeah. Because if yes. they're not, then that's that's you know that's causing you know, that opens the door. You have to do a sports physical and a mental uh, uh, clearance and physical clearance by your doctor, and you have to have medical insurance. So there's going to be bodily harm. There's going to be mental distress and physical distress. Yeah, I don't need PTSD. Thank you very much. I mean, look, all I have to say is I'd finish. I'm really? sure you would there, uh, Cecil. I will buy you the cans of dog food that's required for you to enter that haunted house. And you could win $20,000. I'd do it. So, so Cecil, are you saying that you actually would risk physical bodily harm and possible long-term mental distress? Have you my met dude, my wife? Your wife isn't that bad. Dude, she beats me nightly. And the emotional abuse? I mean, serious. Serious. See, I would do it, but I won't pass their mental evaluation. Nope. And if if I did, then there'd be a lot of screaming, but it wouldn't be me screaming. Yeah, I guess my <laughs> my question would be is, can I fight back? Because if they try to chain Probably me down can. to something, I could dislocate yes. almost every joint in my body. I would break out of that shit. Oh, okay, okay. So the shotgun won't have twelve gauge in it. I'll put rock salt. Can I can I bring the gun now? Bean bags. Hit them square on the berries. They don't move after that. I mean, I could kill someone with rock salt, probably, but I could definitely kill someone with a beanbag if I hit them in the wrong place. No, no, that's why you, yeah. you hit them in the berries. That's They drop, and they don't move. They just stay there. That's their port of call. I'm pretty sure that I could fit a mini blow dart gun up my ass with a couple rounds of poisoned arrows. We could have a lot of fun there. <laughs> yeah, but that's going to be a shitty blow. Yeah, but if all of a sudden, like, you farted and it pierced the inner wall there, you'd be done. That where you pull a putz. Oh, dude, you fucking take Beano before, man. God damn, you don't want to have gas and you got a fucking poison blow dart gun in your ass. 
that fuck is wrong with you? Look, I didn't, oh I, I didn't know about poison blowgart done in your ass or gun in your ass etiquette. I guess I just didn't read that article. Or you pull a pots. <laughs> oh god! And that, and- <laughs> All right, dude. This is quick story time, dude. So we had this blowgun, actually Zyver's blowgun. Yes. And we were sitting there, and to load the damn thing because the thing was so tight. Oh yeah, I said tight. You'd have to like push this dart down into it. And if you just kind of shoved it in the end and then tried to use the blowgun, it would just kind of fizzle out the other end, kind of like a, you know, kind of like Zyber without Viagra, which is bloop right down the end. But so what I did was I would grab it and I would go and I would just blow into the barrel end, the business end of it to blow the dart down to the bottom. Well, how I did it is I would take my face and I would turn my head and inhale then turn my head back to the blowgun and go into it so that I wasn't inhaling with the business end at my face. Well, my friend Putz, actually our friend Putz, saw me doing this and said, oh, cool. So he loads the dart in there and then he sticks his face over the end of the barrel and he goes to go breathe in. Launches the dart right out of the gun into his tongue about a half an inch. He pulls his face out of it. And he's like, ah! He's got this dart hanging out of his face. And I'm, die- I'm dying laughing because all of a sudden he's just sitting there screaming with a blow dart hanging out of his face. He pulls it out. And then he runs over to the sink and he's got the sink on and he's splashing water at his face. And I'm just like, well, shove your face under the faucet. So he literally like has got his tongue under the faucet because he's just pierced it the hard way. Oh my god, I I don't I had not laughed that hard in my life up until that point. Like, oh god. Anywho, I have no words, man. No words. <laughs> I know it was just like there's nothing to say. It just it happened. Yeah, it just happened. And then like then like three days later, I found out that the part that you blow on twists off. And that's how you actually load it. (laughs) Well, dude, it was like when my brother's friend, what was his name? Adam came in and he was all like, oh, let me try that. And he shot it and got it like way off to the side. And I started giving him shit. He's like, well, here, you do it. I grabbed the thing and friggin' bullseye at first shot. And he's like, do it again. (laughs) I'm like, fuck you. Oh, man. All right. I think we got some questions. Uh, We forgot questions last time. I'm not doing shots tonight. I'll do them next time. You got to do shots. I'm going to note that. I'm going to note that. Yeah, I'll do it next time. I'll do shots next time. Um, But there were were only two questions. No, actually, shit. There are three questions. I got to do three shots. All right. Three shots next time. First question. Uh, Are you going to be playing Sword and Shield when it comes out in November 15th? Uh, Honestly, I don't even know what Sword and Shield is, so... Pokemon, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh, yeah. Pokemon Sword. Uh, I won't be. Yeah, I got a soft spot for the Pokemon game, so I'll pick it up. I love them. I'll probably play it at some point in time, just not November 15th. I'll pick it up because it won't be Pokemon Go on the console. Yeah, good point. Hard pass. Really? Hard pass? The, the cards? You spend $400 on cards and you don't want to buy the console game? 
No, I've never enjoyed any of the Pokemon games so far. Oh, I've tried to play a bunch. I even huh. did the Pokemon Go for a long time. No, 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 no. And skip Pokemon Go. Skip Pokemon Go. Like the but, okay. Red and Blue. I've played Emerald. Red and Blue. Uh, I had an emulator on my phone for a while that was playing some of the older Pokemon games. I don't know. All I do is run around and drop my shitty Pokemon down and they do the exact same fucking moves and I can never figure out how to get past certain things and level up and eh, I just got bored. They're ridiculously easy to play, so it's actually surprising. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the games that you play, like, wait, what? There's like a billion YouTube videos on how to play and beat those games, and even how to cheese them. How the fuck have you not figured out how to play them? I never watched any of the YouTube videos. I got the game because everybody was like, "Oh my god, this is such a fun game!" And I got to like the third gym i think it is it's like the boss battle stuff and they always had like super overpowered pokemon and it would make oh so that means i gotta take my pokemon run them around for fucking 36 goddamn hours of real life time level them up to make them powerful enough to go back and fight them fuck that it doesn't take that long in the normal games no you're doing it all wrong apparently i don't know how to play fucking pokemon i'm okay with the card game but i don't know how to play the the game game Oh, yeah, man. I got I got both on pre-order, so I want to be dabbling into both. They're the same game. Yeah, it's different Pokemon. Should want you like the Pokemon more. So, I think we had this conversation about how much money you make. How the hell do you afford this? <laughs> I set aside I money you. when I see something that I really want, and there you go. God damn! I wish I had that discipline. Like, I literally walk by a candy bar, and I'm like, I'm buying that shelf. Yeah, I have that problem when I see good alcohol. Just like this week, I'll finally have enough to get a new uh, TV, because the one that I have does not work anymore. Oh, shit, you should have said something. I have, like, three TVs here. I would have sent one to you. Yeah, same here, dude. I've got, like, three TVs sitting in the guest bedroom that are not being used. Well, anywho, next question. What's your heat level of enjoyment when eating spicy food? Now, if, <laughs> if God was here, he would say it can't be hot enough. I can almost, almost keep up with God, but I don't go that far anymore. I do not believe that. I have seen this man eat a piece of chocolate that will literally melt somebody's face off. Uh-huh. I, I understand. I, I've had the same <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> I don't think I've eaten the whole thing, but I, I have had... I guess every pepper and, and done reasonably well uh, by comparison. I just choose not to do this anymore because it's just the pain afterwards is just not worth it. So my big problem is that I love spicy food. The The big problem is that my anus doesn't like spicy food. And since the only flavor my anus understands is hot, I don't do spicy foods. So I love sp- spicy foods. I and- love spicy food. God will eat spicier foods than I, again, because uh, I don't try to do it anymore. But I've had, I've had, I'm going to say sort of lower end. I've had bird's eye chilies, uh, the uh, butch tea Trinidad scorpion pepper, the chocolate naga viper, the uh, ghost pepper, the Carolina reaper, so on and so forth. I love the flavor of the peppers. It's the heat um, that... After years, it's just kind of getting to me. But what's your heat level that you enjoy? Um, You know the time we went to the Thai restaurant and I got a six and then God got like six plus, 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 plus. 
You mean a 13? Yeah, what, uh, something that wasn't even on the menu. Uh, six yeah. is what I be, I'm comfortable with. Okay. And I think all I did was just add more of the spice, of that same spice, and just, it was excessive for, for God. Hmm. Watching that guy sweat and turn red and start crying. Oh, man. I don't want to go through that stuff. What do I use, Zyber? What's, uh, what's your heat level? Um, my heat level is just below, I would say, ghost pepper. Like, how, like in between, I guess it would be habanero and ghost pepper, somewhere in there. Dude, there's a big gap between habanero and ghost. I don't know. What's the, what's the, the one that's like just before ghost pepper? Trinidad scorpion yeah. pepper. I was going to say, cause, cause like a ghost pepper, a ghost pepper is like a million. A habanero is like, 80,000. Yeah, like 80,000. <laughs> that's probably lower than that. That's where I am. I'm at a habanero. Habanero is where I like the heat to be. But you grow reapers. Much more than that, and it's got to have a really great flavor. Like, there's some Indian food that will go past the habanero that I will enjoy, but that's because it's got really great flavor. On a standard level, habanero is about as far as I like to go. Right. That's what I was going to get to. Uh, I like the flavor of like that scorpion pepper range. I guess that's like where I'm at. But anusly is habanero is what I have to stick around. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What about you, Blue? So spicy food's not good for me. Um, but I had gumbo once and uh, the guy said he, he added some heat to it. It was all fucking. It lost its it lost its flavor. It lost the flavor of what gumbo is. So habanero, when used correctly and not overpowering the rest of the flavors of what you're eating. Like if I was just if I just wanted the heat, then I needed just a just plain old damn habanero. I don't want to. But when you put it in food, like it's still got to have like what you're talking about that Indian dish. It's got to have that good flavor but habanero it's probably about as far as i'd go either way mm. what about you damoc what's your uh, what's your spicy level so i've eaten that reaper jerky that we all had oh. and i'll never do that stupid fucking thing again and <laughs> i will never ever try that reaper that black reaper chocolate shit that god did as i watched his ass sweat and to watch him sweat i could just see myself dying in that chair uh, habanero is the absolute hottest I will go, but I don't even prefer it. Uh, I'll go down several levels from there. I like it to be spicy, but I like the flavor of the meal more than the mouth burn. So the black Korean fucking ramen boxes. I like the black box and the red box is pretty good. The yellow box with the cheesy one is really bad. It's like, it. I don't understand how yellow is more spicy than black or red, but I know they color coordinate their hot levels when you buy Korean ramen. Black and red, really good. Yellow, not so much. Hmm. Yeah, you showed me that bag. Those those ramens, they're, they're really good. If you can get a package of them, uh, I can get them off of Amazon. They're pretty cheap. Oh, dude, they're like like 50 cents or cheaper than that. And they're at the Asian store over by uh, one of the game store. I'll take you down there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I would agree. I'm actually 
kind of straying away from peppers and more so into like the realm of like wasabi and horseradish heat, Ooh, which yeah. is short bursts, yes. not so much a long burst or a long duration. Yeah, so I, I made a mistake and I had some jalapeno plants next to my ghost pepper plants. And when my jalapenos flowered, which I didn't expect them to, they kind of crossbred a little bit with the ghost. And I figured, nah, that can't possibly be a thing. They can't be that hot. I was really incorrect. That jalapeno was way hotter than a habanero. I'll take them. <laughs> I, I've got like 40 or more on these two plants I've got. So have as many as you want. They are wow. they are painful. Well, I don't know if I can eat 40 Beer. before I... Uh... So actually what I'm going to do is I'm going to take them and I'm going to make bacon wrapped jalapeno poppers. And I'm going to bring them into the service desk and just leave them there. And then I'm going to record it and laugh. Yes. Okay. Save some of it and make beer with it. What? Beer? Make with peppers. beer with the peppers. I'll do that next year with you, the Reapers. You've had a beer with pepper. Yeah. Which one? This uh, Ballast Point Brewery does one. It's uh, uh, Sculpin, I think it's called. They've, they've got one. It's got a spicy flavor to it. It's not bad beer, if you ask me. I think it's mostly IPA, though. Huh. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure I remember having it. Anyway, well, next question is, uh, this is actually from Hollowman399. Does any got an idea why my voice input isn't capturing on stream? I think that answers your question there, man. Yeah. Um, check your settings. Reboot it at least three times. If not, call Derek to reboot the server. Yeah, deal, do it. <laughs> um, last question. Uh, knowing that several of you are into photography, how do you feel about the advancements in cell phone cameras now delivering high-end pictures that arguably, and I'm going to put that in quotes, arguably, rival high-end cameras? I'll leave it right there and say it's arguably. I I don't think cell phones are really near uh, uh, DSLR right now. (laughs) They already Um, beat them. (laughs) I don't think so. I... I really don't think so. I, I got to disagree <laughs> with the lens density that you can get with DSLRs. Um, the pixel density, uh, sorry, not lens density, pixel density. Uh, I mean, I think they're coming a long way. And you can get some really, really great shots with cell phones. And the amount of software post-processing afterwards make them seem like they are DS- DSLR quality. But out of everything that I've read, everything that I've experienced, everything that I've used... It's all digital post-processing, which when you shoot in raw, you you, you just have a, a, a different amount of control. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but DSLR is all digital as well and has post-processing in the camera. But you can. But there's a big difference that you sh- when you shoot it in raw, it's shooting in a completely different format. Um, you can do post-processing in your camera. But a lot of the more high-end DSLRs, you can turn all of that off and go completely manual. So have you looked at any of the, the new flagship phones coming? I mean, I've looked at the flag I've looked at the Pixel 3 and the camera there. I've seen a lot of the buzz about a Pixel 4, but you know, I don't believe any of that until it's actually released. Yeah, there I I have a Pixel 3 and I take way better pictures with my phone than I do with that nice Canon 
but I don't know how to operate the cannon. That's the issue. Well, that's though. your problem right yeah, there. Right there. I was going to say, because once you know how to operate the camera, you can take superior photos with that camera than you can with the cell phone. The cell phone, it's like, it's, it's like leaving it on automatic and it's, I, I will def, okay. So if we're comparing a high end camera on automatic and a cell phone, Yes, the cell phone, I believe, takes better pictures than a high-end camera on automatic. I, I'll agree with that also. Uh, cell phone versus, uh, say, DSLR on automatic. I agree with Cecil on that. Uh, but I think once you get off of automatic and you start, you start really learn, like you start really using the camera. Uh, be perfectly honest, even the SLR cameras, like I've got an SLR camera that I got from my uncle. And I'm looking at some of the shots that he's taken with that camera, and it's it it's it blows away every cell phone shot I've ever seen, ever. So I mean, I'm looking at the Pixel Four, and again, I don't know a lot about cameras. That's why I'm asking. The Pixel Four has a 16 megapixel tel lens. It's a 15 millimeter equivalent, and it does all the same. Craziness is a regular DSLR camera now with the proper post processing, and yeah, it, it, they're advertising the living shit out of it being like high end camera on a phone. So here's my one problem: is that my DSLR that I have that I bought 15 years ago outdoes the specs you just gave me. I mean, I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying that they're not getting there. I definitely. I, so again. A cell, like the higher end cell phones that we have nowadays, um, with a with a DSLR on automatic, I think the cell phone will beat a DSLR on automatic, hands down, any day of the week, J- just because the amount of post processing and the amount of um, the amount of digital hand holding that the cell phone does for you is amazing, and it's it's really taken photography to the next level, especially when it comes to cell phone cameras. But I think comparatively, if you if if you if you take it to a person who knows how to use the camera, I, I think that you're going to get far superior pictures out of that person and that camera, uh, especially especially when you take a look at the can the, the 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 amount of post processing that happens with a cell phone camera. If you take a quarter of that post processing and take it off of the person, you know, the photographer who's actually taking with a DSLR or high-end DSLR, the quality of pictures you're going to get out of that person with that DSLR is significantly better. But that is all dependent on the person. Right. Like uh, you said, there is a crap ton of uh, hand-holding on a cell phone when you take a picture. It does a lot of the stuff for you. Um, You just tap a screen and it'll focus in on what you tapped on. Yeah, and it does HDR for you. It does right. It, it does different f-stops for you. It does yep. panoramics. It does auto stitching. It does all of this stuff right. for you that you would manually have to do in a post-processing scene. Right, and the stabilization on your phone. I'll give them that. The stabilization that they put in these cell phones for the cameras, I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, DSLR. Well, you got to make sure like you don't move on some photos and some photos even today when you're manual you got to make sure you use a tripod to get a superior digital shot (laughs) i mean sometimes there's no way around it but 
yeah, hand-holding for cell phones is off the charts. Yeah, and I see the specs that you posted there, and like a, a 2.4 f-stop is pretty good. I mean, I honestly don't know what I'm looking at. I just, I noticed that photography in general has, I mean, yes, there are still people that spend a crazy amount of money on these bigger cameras, and yes, they can probably take absolutely more crazy pictures, but photography overall has really gone to cell phones a lot. Agreed. Agreed. They're more accessible. Yeah, more accessible and how you guys were feeling about it instead of spending the time and the money on a camera that you've got to learn all the features as opposed to, oh, my cell phone's pretty good at taking pictures. It's blasphemy. Absolute <laughs> well, blasphemy. That comes down to do you want to you know do a jump start into just taking pictures or do you want to put work into it? I mean, that's a huge difference between – that's not so much the, the limitation of the hardware or how advanced the hardware is. That, that comes down to just wanting to learn it yourself. But the hardware is still better on a DSLR camera versus a, uh, an iPhone or a, uh, an Android phone. So I don't know. That new iPhone has three cameras on it. Three lenses. Three different lenses. Oh, yeah, yeah. Three lenses. Sorry. Three <laughs> lenses. So I, I can... I, I am I am definitely I'm happy that cell phones have made photography more accessible to the masses. In the same breath, I am really disappointed that people are taking pictures of their food instead of things like sunsets and shit like that. You know, when you've got a D so that's that's a, that's a difference between a cell phone camera and a DSLR. With a cell phone camera, you're taking pictures of your dick. And pictures of what you just ate. With a DSLR, you're not pulling out a fucking four-foot lens to take a picture of the sandwich that you just got. You're pulling this out to take a picture of something that has, in my opinion, a bit more quality. And I think when you get into those things that are a bit more quality, like scenes, like action shots, you know, with a cell phone, the optic zoom on it is only so much. And optic zoom is really where it's at. Because you can only get so much with a digital zoom. Because as soon as you start digitally zooming, you're going to get noise and you're going to get a lot of graininess. And I think that's one of the things where DSLRs and cell phone cameras really differ is that you can throw a different lens on there and you can get a much, you can get a significantly different zoom on it as well as a different picture. Now, don't become a Scorsese because some food photos are really good photos. No, no, I'm not. No, no, I'm not. Di- no, no, I will become a Scorsese. Uh, 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 cell phone photos are not real photos. No, there, okay. I, 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 I am definitely not saying that because, I, again, I am happy that photography is getting into the hands of more and more people and that people are starting to realize that capturing an image Capturing the moment is is important. Now, I, I wish people would capture more important moments other than, you know, hey, I just took crap. But hey, at least that, that it's getting out there, that they're that they're taking those pictures. And cell phones really do make it accessible. And and it's kind of like a gateway thing. If cell phones are taking great pictures on a cell phone, lead more people to to buying you know, buying proper cameras and actually you know, actually taking better pictures. Hey, I'm all for it. You know, uh, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, but I think saying that it compares to DSLRs 
you know, it, I got to go back to it's comparing apples to oranges. You know, it's it's it, it you know, you're 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 comparing two vastly different things and and trying to mash them into saying that they're the same when they're really not. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say it's comparing a red OPC with an orange OPC. Exactly. Yeah. By far, the red OPC is far superior. But there are some pretty damn good photos with a with a phone camera. I will give them that without having to spend thousands. Uh, there, there yeah. are some fantastic photos out there. I have taken some great photos with my Pixel Three, or sorry, my Pixel Two, um, and and they're they're fantastic photos. But when you when you take the photo and you put it under a little bit of scrutiny, it's obvious that there's a lot of digital post processing on it. Yeah, that and when you try to uh, say um, blow up some of your cell phone shots, you can see they're actually blown out. Well, that, that's what I mean. Under scrutiny, you find out that those cell phone shots, when you start putting them under some real scrutiny, you find out that they're not nearly as good as you thought they were. That's one of the real reasons why I love DSLRs and shooting in RAW because shooting in raw, it literally gives you full control. It's like literally having a piece of film that you're developing. You know, uh, it's if you don't sh- look, if you've got a DSLR and you're not shooting in raw, dude, flip the switch and also flip it off of automatic. Go to manual. Just just take the leap. Just do it. Where, who's that guy? Shia LaBeouf. Just do it. Shia LaBeouf. Okay. <laughs> there you go. I uh, I really like my camera on my cell phone um, so far. Well, with the new Pixel 3, I've never really enjoyed a cell phone camera until I got the Pixel 3 XL. And the pictures that are just coming off of it, even when I'm blowing them up afterwards and looking them on the computer, is fucking great. And I, I know somebody who's actually makes money from photography and they use a cell phone camera and i'm like that was fucking weird and yeah she does the the modeling stuff and she makes legitimate money and uses a cell phone camera it's the not the newest iphone but the not the one with the three cameras but the one before yeah but it's it's all probably like close-up shots or i say close-up um uh no, she's like, Zyber showing pictures of the moon and stuff like that. My Pixel takes great pictures like that. Uh, it does have that automatic dark mode thing where it automatically adjusts the light color to get a great picture in the dark and all that. Yeah, it's but uh, I was going to say, nice. I'll, I'll grab some photos that, that I'll give some comparisons of cell phone shots of high-end cell phones and high-end DSLRs, and I, I can show you the differences. It's it's the DSLR shots you're getting are 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 tack sharp compared to a cell phone. Oh, I, I, I know. That's why it was just a fun question to ask so that I can hear more about photography for a little bit. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I'm all for people taking more pictures. So however they do it, I don't care. You know, Where's the Shadow? More pictures, when... the better. Yeah, I know. Where the hell is Shadow? Because he probably, like, <laughs> probably would have a whole shit ton to say. Hey. Well, anyways, on that note, Blue Shark, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at BlueShark45. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, Extra Life is coming up. DNA Podcast will have an Extra Life team currently. Cecil Xavier and Josh of all trades and myself are on it. However, I will not be streaming because of 
other important things that have to go on that day. Bitch. Um, but please be sure to sign up to uh, stream for that week. Or if you can't sign up, then donate or share the link Deserter. or tune in. We could use the Strip support. for the crew. <laughs> Go, where can people find you at, man? You find me exclusively on the GNA Podcast Discord. Nice. Where can we find you at, Damoc? Uh, you can email me, as previously discussed, at blowme at net, or trolling the Discord, as always. Very nice. Cyberblood, where can people find you at, man? Uh, you can find me uh, palling around on the GNA Discord, Facebook, Twitter. You can also find me uh, palling around on Twitch, Mixer, all at, uh, you know, Zyberblood, Z-Y-B-E-R-B-L-O-O-D. Or you could check out my uh, Twitter or my uh, Facebook or my uh, Instagram, yeah. all at Zyberblood. Yeah. Yeah. You doing a little uh, little story there, a little uh, beginning, middle, and end, little uh, little narrative? Ah, I was actually trying to go for a little bit of uh, Petra Farms, remembers? I thought you were going with that uh, fucking Brian writing the story. <laughs> and uh, I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me on Cecil vs. Games on Twitter, Cecil Xavier everywhere else, Facebook, Ustream, Twitch, Mixer, Discord. I'm in all the Discords. Josh of all trades, TPCs. Speaking of TPCs, you- no, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. Don't worry, Damoc. Oh, yeah, yeah. TBC, <laughs> man. They're great. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Reviews help people find the show. So if you enjoyed listening to us, let other people know. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Player FM, Spreaker, MyTuner, Your Listen, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. If we're not someplace, let us know. We'll upload there. You can find us on Twitter or Facebook by searching at GNA Podcast, all one word. You can join the Discord chat to see those pinned tweets or pinned pin messages in Facebook. We do a game show night every first Saturday of the month. In fact, uh, during the Extra Life stream, we'll actually be doing game show night in the middle of the stream. So that's going to be interesting. Where we play Jackbox games, give away Steam codes uh, for fun of it because we have a shit ton of them. So we like to give those away. And uh, on the docket, uh, 13th Doll? Oh, I'm going to be playing 13th Doll. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to happen. No, no, no. Like on the docket for uh, game show night. Some of the codes. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, we're going to be giving away 13th Doll. we got several of those to give away, too. We also do a horror movie night every second Saturday of the month. Join us on cast.gg, where Zyberblood hosts horror movie night. We last watched. I'm looking into cannibal movies, so. Oh, great. Oh, I got some good ones. No, if you play dumplings, dude, I'm not showing up on principle. Just saying that right now. You can laugh all you want. I am not showing up on principle. It's not going to be dumplings. Uh-huh. Yeah, I hear it in your voice. It's going to be fucking dumplings. Yeah, only because you now mentioned it. <laughs> oh, man. So we partnered with Humble Bundle. Hey, shit, Damon, can you tell us anything about Humble Bundle? Uh-oh, I got to get back to things. Uh... Mumble Bundle, or sorry, Humble Bundle, is a game purchasing service that we, GNA, are partnered with. You purchase games like you normally would, but with a twist. You choose what part goes to the publisher, zero, to Humble Bundle, zero, or the charity, 100%, duh. You give it all the charity if you want, or none of it. Fuck you, give it all the charity. 
Throw that question, partner equals GNA podcast at the end of your Humble Bundle link before you buy and let them know that we sent you that way. So far this month, we have raised $4 and $5 and... $45.58. Wow, dude, my vision just fucked up for a second. Uh, $45.58 for charity through our partnership with Humble Bundle. Yeah, don't be a co. Make sure you give it to charity. Yeah, give it all to charity, man. Jesus. Yeah, I, I messed up. If you give it to the podcast, though, I'm going to use it to buy drugs. Yeah. We well, got two bucks, so good luck with that. Hey, that's a, that's a lot of heroin. Yeah, that that's a lot of fentanyl heroin. And heroin. Do you enjoy anime? Because we enjoy anime. Join us every Wednesday night at 19.30 Eastern Time for Anime Night, hosted by Blue Shark. Our current anime is... What is our anime? We're finished. Current anime is Hensuki, and we are on the last episode. We are voting on our next anime tomorrow night, which will actually be Wait, wait, did you just say anime? You're watching anime now? Hensuki. So we're gonna watch the final episode, and then instead of rolling into another anime, we're gonna stop and vote, and then we're all no, gonna no, argue. No, 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 we can multitask. We're gonna vote during the episode. That's the way we do it. Oh boy. Oh yeah. On the fly, bitch. Uh, all right. Um, we want to thank Morgan BS Photography for our artwork and logo. Uh, if we can drug co, we might get some new artwork too. By drug, I mean just throw money at him. <laughs> yeah, or give him a below job. I mean, his apartment's kind of empty. It so. is. I mean, we could send people over there. <laughs> but check out check out uh, Morgan BS at morganbs.com. You can email us at GNA Podcast at GNA and your DNA dot one with questions, comments, death threats, dick pics. We don't care. We send them to Daymok anyways. We'd love to hear from you. Last but not least, check out our website at dot. I can't wait to take this fucking muscle relaxer and go to bed, dude. My shoulders are fucking killing me, but I love you guys. Dot com or gnapodcast.com. Have a great night, guys. Have a great night. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>